0: SEN track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to Loveracing.nz Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you around this holiday period, this festive season. Hopefully you're gearing up for a great holiday season with the family and getting ready for a big week and a big weekend of racing as we always expect around this time of year in New Zealand. Jordan Canellas with you, with me as always. Butch Castles, morning to you, Butch.
1: Morning uh, Jordan, yeah, busy old time isn't it, we're getting forward, looking forward to a normal Saturday and then she's into it, Boxing Day right through until about the 4th or 5th, is racing every day, so a crazy busy time for participants, but uh, a wonderful time if you're a racing fan.
0: And which is, uh, is Boxing Day the biggest day around this time?
1: Yeah, Boxing Day, New Year's Day, New Year's Day is the biggest day from a racing perspective with uh, six black type races, uh, Boxing Day a big race day as well though.
0: Excellent stuff. We've got two guests on the program today. Mark Walker will be with us a little later on, but let's kick it off right off the top with Alan Sharik, who is head, heading to uh, Hawera on this Saturday for a crack at the spoils over there. Alan, welcome to the program.
1: Morning. How are G'day, Al Butcher here. Let's uh, crank into it. Hawera will also touch on Oteki and, of course, the big day at Pukekohe where you have the favourite for the Group 1 Zabeel. kicking off uh, Adhara, a couple of runners in the maiden, Mile, Cream and Tavianne. Cream's got the good barrier draw.
2: Yeah, probably a doubtful start at Butch. They've got 32 mils of rain in the last 24 hours, so it's gone out to a heavy nine. Um, She needs a good track, mate, so she's doubtful. Um, The other little filly, it's drawn a good marble too. It's very fit, claiming three kilos would be a rough place chance, Tavianne.
1: Race two, Zebediah uh, continues to improve with racing. Sixth, then fourth, then third. Uh, can she uh, cop what's likely to be the wet track?
2: Yeah, I think, Well, as, as we speak, we're in top topping paddocks, but it's pouring down here, Butch, but that doesn't mean is going to get it. He'll, um, he'll cope with the brain of the ground that he has done. He'd like it a little bit better, but I think he's a strong player in the three-year-old mile. He's going pretty good.
1: Race six, Alan, you've got a horse that I know you've got a uh, lot of time for, a horse by the name of Outer Focus. Ran into one uh, that was pretty good on debut uh, of Robert Patterson's. Uh, gets up to 1,400 metres. I know he's uh, a derby entry, so the further he goes won't be an issue. Uh, look, he's by Sacred Fall, so should cop uh, the fact that there's been rain about.
2: Yeah, I don't think a wet track of worrying points. Natural improvement would see him go close to winning. Um, he was super all but... A bit green first up, but he's improved immensely, and I think he's in the right race.
1: Yeah, he's got the good barrier drawer uh, as well, and Kosio Asano pretty keen to stick with him, eh?
2: Yeah, he was. He wasn't riding on this day, and then he was presented the opportunity to ride him, so he gathered some more, and he's uh, he's funded for me, so that's good.
1: Race seven, Alan Beyonder uh, kicking rain, off, is that? You? Yes. <laughs> oh, rain on the roof! Goodness me, is it ever going to stop? I thought we were uh, in the middle of summer.
2: That's right, we're nearly January and it's still boring down.
1: Yeah, not so much at uh, Pukakaui, but we'll touch on that shortly. Beyond her in race seven kicking off, or would she uh, stay in the box and wait for a better track? Who's that, Which Which one?
2: Beyond Nah, they're both out, yeah, both of mine in that race. They Drew White, she'll probably run on uh, the 27th.
1: Yeah, and in the last horses that are heading towards the Wellington Cup, I imagine that. Uh, you need to run them, uh, well, particularly ladies' man who'll cope with the track, and Waisaki with the big weight, but matter of getting some miles in their legs.
2: Yeah, um having another run, just clocking up the miles. He's going pretty good. He's still sound, um, but he's probably a, a run or two away and, and hopefully stays sound. Well, the Wellington cup, he's won one of those. The other horse is the young up-and-comer. Didn't have a lot of luck last Saturday, and I expect him to race very
1: well tomorrow. And he's one that uh, cops the wet track no problem at all, isn't he? No,
2: nah, it won't worry him, Butch, but um, I think it be just as potent on a good one. So you can go to the races any time.
1: Mm, perfect. Righto, let's head to the main dance, Pukekohe, the uh, eight-carat classic, where you take on the unbeaten Legato, but any black type you can uh, put together with a filly at this time of year is really, really important. And Labrassi was really good last time here at Tarapa, and she gets the mile again.
2: Yeah, worked her right-handed this morning on her own, and um, she works super butch. She handled the, the right-handed way around with a Um, Not very often you go into a, a Group 2 race and your second favourite pay $13, but that's how good Legato is. I think we're all fighting over the minor money, but like you say, black type's black type, and if you can accrue it, you're doing a good job for the studs, you know.
1: Mm, for sure, righto. The feature of the Cambridge Stud Zabi or classic Cinerama. Well, mum won the race. You've had success in the race with Coe. It's been a good race to the SA Sharrick team. Can Cinerama uh, do the decent thing and knock another one off for you?
2: Well, her work and the way she presents this morning at the final head out, I can't see any reason why not. It's probably the best I've ever had a Butch, whether that's because she wants she's going to be a mum. We checked out again the other day and um, she's definitely still in fold, so... Yeah, I don't think I've ever had her any better and I think we're a strong chance in that race.
1: 2,050 metres, probably absolutely ideal for her now, the way that she was strong through the line at the mile last time?
2: Yeah, I've always... I wrote her a panel that day and I think that was 2-2. So, you know, she's still got a um, Queen Elizabeth nomination a week after this race and it's 2-4. I think that's probably where she could be heading. But just on the way she presents at work and at home, mate, she's as good as I've had her.
1: Righto, Boxing Day as well, and uh, big racing in the CD, this time at Otaki. Uh, you've got uh, race two, one by the name of I Don't, who's I Do's uh, little sister, I suppose.
2: Yeah, she's taken a while to, to come to it, Butch, but she sort of impressed me. She had a jump out the other day and won it in her work since, is telling me that she's worked out what the game's about. Um, tidy brought Good draw, well-bred. Trainer goes right. So um, it's an each-way play if it does
1: it right. So there you go, race two, number 13, I don't. We head to uh, one that I know uh, really impressed coming through the grades last time, race three. uh, It is Tavitak resuming off the inside gate. What can you tell us about Tavitak?
2: Yeah, he's missed a couple of opportunities
1: through uh, cancellation, but he's pretty forward. And...
2: um, it's a tidy sprint field, but he's got a good gate. If the track presents in reasonable order, I can see him playing playing a divvy. He's going pretty good.
1: And show us more. Another one that geez, you've been pretty friendly with the barrier uh, people there at Otaki Ellen. You've got another one that's drawn one. Show us more in race number four, uh, resuming here. But she showed plenty last prep.
2: Yeah, very very fast filly. Actually, is too hard at Walsh drag back in the jump outs, and I think we've got a, a fair bit of speed in this, so um, she can posse up right behind the speed. She's got a be an each way chance in that race.
1: And in the last race, Eight, I thought it was a pretty competitive race this 2100 metres. South Road was a nice enough run resuming, be better for that, and rounded out last campaign in good uh, form.
2: Yeah, his trial at uh, Foxton, albeit Tuesday, over 1400 metres. Stop and have a look at that because. Um, It's a tidy horse that beat him, but young Sarah O'Malley never moved. He's my third stringer for the Wellington Cup. He'll go in on four runs. The other boys will be doing their 10Ks. But I'll tell you what, he's going very, very well. So um, he's a sleeper for that race.
1: Righto, Alan, big uh, numbers. Uh, the rain's probably got you a little bit for Hawara, but uh, numbers at Otaki and at Pukekoe, I know which one you'd like to be winning. Uh, we're saying your best, Cinerama, but which one do you reckon's the best of them uh, for the big weekend of racing?
2: Oh, I would say ladies, man, and out of focus, they'll be very hard to beat, and uh, maybe Santa will give me a bonus of Cinerama and win the Group 1 Butcher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I reckon you'll be deserving a bonus Hey, thanks for your time uh, during the year Alan, always uh, prepared to jump on and we get managed to sneer a few winners through the course of the season so thank you and uh, good luck and we'll catch you on Boxing Day for the pig delivery Thanks much. See you mate <laughs> See
0: you. Bye. Alan Sharrock with us uh, and always gracious with his time on the program here on Breakfast with the Kiwis We'll take a break, we'll come back on the other side of this and we'll have a chat to Mark Walker next Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to LoveRacing.nz. Well, welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canella's with you. Butch Castles with us, as always. Our leading voice here on Breakfast with the Kiwis, and uh, time for our second guest of the program, chatting us, uh, chatting to us today about his team heading to Pukekohe Park is the engine room of Tiaka Racing, Mark Walker. Mark, good to speak to you. How's things? Good
1: morning. Yeah, good, thanks.
0: G'day, Mark. Butch
1: here, Rotto. Let's crank into it. Big days racing. These are the days that uh, the staff get up early for, that you get up early for, to aim at the big money and the black type on these days. Let's have a look at, firstly, race two. The two-year-old race, you've got three runners, Tokyo Tycoon, Rhetorical and Viva Vienna. Threw them from the top, Tokyo Tycoon. He's not very big, but he was good on debut.
3: Yeah, exactly, and he's he's gone on with it the right way. So,
1: yeah, I think he'll race very well. He's got a good barrier draw as well. Rhetorical, she was uh, good down south, put two wins together, uh, freshened up. Uh, How'd she travel back and how's she done since that Southern Sojourn?
3: Yeah, I I think she'll improve out of the race. Uh, I couldn't probably see her winning the race, but I think she'll be an improver.
1: Talking about improving, Viva Vienna was much improved uh, on the debut third. Then we saw her race day winning. She's another that you've given a little freshen up. So safely through this, obviously, Caracamillion the target for her. What do we expect on Monday?
3: Yeah, a little bit of a difficult draw, but uh, she's real tough, unassuming sort of fully. So if they go mad up front, she'll be attacking the line.
1: Mm, so I get the sense that maybe Taikyo Tycoon, not necessarily in the future, but on Monday's the one? Yeah, I think so, Botch, yeah. Mm. Race three, uh, look, Amir, that uh, got the Group 1 win in the Oaks last year, Balon Rouge, uh, freshened up a little bit, just probably struggling to find her very best form. But look, she presented really well in a gallop between races here at Tarapa last Saturday. Yeah, I just don't think she came up in the spring We.
3: We just had such wet weather and you're always galloping on a heavy grass and then she had a couple of runs on really wet tracks and I just think she's gone away for a freshen up and just come back. As long as we get a good track, I think she's a big improver.
1: Okay, well, it's the class uh, certainly there, no doubt about that. Race four, Pisco Sour was a good second last time. Uh, look, uh, on the strength of that, uh, if it gets a run, it would be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, she's...
3: We rode her off the pace, and I think that's the way to go about riding her. Last start, and she really attacked the line well, so uh, there's a few drawn wide, so she should get a run, I would think.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the and one of the features, the Hallmark Stud uh, handicap. Uh, gee, you haven't been uh, favoured by the barrier draws here. You've obviously done something naughty at some stage. <laughs> Fashion shoot, Shepherds' delight, and Synchronize. Three mares, the black type would be awfully important to them. Yeah,
3: exactly. So, yeah you just got to hope they screech along up front and it sets it up for something sweeping, because if you try and go forward from out there, you just you know no chance, so they I just have to snag back, ride for a bit of luck, I'd, I would think.
1: Synchronised is the interesting one for me, she's looked when she's been on, she's looked very, very smart, obviously just with her space racing and things she's had a few issues, but uh, is she somewhere near being right?
3: She's had two trials and trialled up nicely, and I just thought uh, because she bled her last start, I just thought some of those horses, watch they go a boomer fresh, so I thought, mm. why not try and get some black type for her?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and she's the one of the three that's got the barrier draw. Right, another of the features, the 8-carat classic, there's a unbeaten filly uh, those in Australia that haven't seen her yet tune in at uh, 3.43 New Zealand time because she is right out of the top draw, Legato. You've got Skew Whiff to take her on and Lived up to its name by standing in the gates last time, but it was a massive run.
3: Yeah, gee, she's been a headache the whole way through, but if she steps away from the gates and Opie gave her a jump out and she was perfect, and Opie does know her. She, she can be, she's very tricky, but gee, she's got a lot of ability, so if she jumps with them, she'll be there about to, when the whips are cracking, but Legato mm. something special, I think.
1: Yeah, she is something. Gosh, she's a gorgeous filly too. We looked at her on Saturday, didn't we? And uh, the other uh, of the features, another of the features, the Uncle Remus Stakes, the Shaws Wire Ropes, Uncle Remus Stakes. And I'm sure there'd be uh, no better race for you to want to win than the Uncle Remus with your association with the great Colin Gillings. Wild Knight. And uh, look, he has looked absolutely out of the top drawer, his last few, and just continues to uh, get better and raise the bar, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, gee, he was impressive at Tirapa because we're going into it a bit short of fitness and uh, and he still managed to win. So the only question that's his first um, race right-handed Butch, but he's trialled up very well right-handed at Ellerslie, So should be OK and drawn a nice gate. So looking forward to seeing him run.
1: Yeah he's just a beautiful animal too isn't he and the other in the race Kabugi was good uh, on resuming and the the next two have been okay Uh, he's uh, got a reasonable barrier as well and what is a pretty strong field?
3: Yeah just had no luck last start and the bone crusher was off the track the whole way so forgive him for that if he gets some sort of run he'll be
1: there about Okay, race number nine, the feature of the Group 1, the Cambridge Studs Abiel Classic, and it was great to see him get his Group 1 uh, reward pre de He's flying this preparation. The wind prior was outstanding in the Eagle technology. He was really good down in uh, Trentham and the Captain Cook. Gets out to 2,050 metres, which doesn't appear to be an issue. He's got to be hard to beat, surely. Yeah, he's just in career best form,
3: the old boy, so... And he's got a bit of a swagger about his step at the moment. So, yeah, he, he's definitely uh, going to be there for sure.
1: And, look, he's really advantaged at Wait for Age as well, isn't it? Uh, the best horses tend to be the ones at Wait for Age. And if you look at his rating, he's uh, rated the highest equal with Polly Gray back from Australia. She'd probably want rain. You probably don't. But, uh, uh, look, it's a sort of race that he's won at 2,000 metres, hasn't he? So the trip shouldn't worry him at all.
3: Yeah, he's won the Canterbury Gold Cup, and you know, two thousand at Riccarton's a very strong stain, two thousand. So, no, nah, he should be fine.
1: That's them at uh, Pookie. Quickly through uh, Otaki where you've got Runners Royals in race two's had one run back.
3: Yeah, uh, if he finds the right race. I think it just depends what the weather does there, Butch. That's a question, mate.
1: Mm, I know, on the bubbles, uh, look, he was so good as a two- and three-year-old, just uh, a few tricks, last preparation, you've got that sorted out by the look of his trial, gee, he well, you must have been thrilled with that. Yeah, I think he might just be a summer horse, he just doesn't seem to come up in the spring, so
3: if that's the case, he should bounce back.
1: And that's race three, the uh, open sprint race four. Time flies. Uh, broke Maidens uh, two starts ago. The fourth was okay and he's uh, got a good enough barrier draw and probably finds a race that he can be very competitive in as well.
3: Yeah, I think so. He's another one. Just got to watch what the weather does.
1: Mm, and Lightning Field and Mohawk Brave. Oh, gee, uh, just looking, there's been plenty of money f- to say that Mohawk Brave is going to be hard to beat uh, on Monday. He's... Uh, He's, what is he, 4.20 into 3.60 already, so is there a, a bit of a lead there out of the two of them?
2: Uh,
3: I think he's just coming back to form. It was just really one of those ones with a long coat all spring, and he looks terrific now, so it uh, looks, looks to be a suitable race. Just, as I say, they were meant to get 30 mils today, Butch, so it just depends if they get that or not.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's just been so frustrating. Uh, rain everywhere, and uh, horses in and having to be scratched. Righto, you've got a fair few runners. You've got uh, some really good chances. Um, we all like to uh, get a bit of money at Christmas. What's the Christmas present from Tiaki and Mark Walker?
3: I think it would be a toss-up between Wild Night and Predefer, but I'll go Wild Night.
1: Good on you, Mark. Thanks for your time. Always great uh, to have you on the show. You're always uh, available with your time. Really appreciate it, and we'll look forward to catching up at some stage through the festive season.
0: Good on you, Butch. Thank you, Mark Walker, with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Butch, we've got uh, about a minute or so left in the program. Have you got any uh, any any tips for us ahead of the weekend?
1: Yeah, well, look, hard to go past uh, Wild Knight, as Mark alluded to. I, I think he's a really, really, really good horse, and uh, we might just see something special in race seven, the Uncle Remus takes the Shores Wire Ropes, Uncle Remus mistakes. Looking forward to the Zabil. We spoke to the trainers of the key protagonists, Prita Fair and Cinerama. Great to have Polly Gray back across from the Chris Wallace stable in the race as well, so she adds interest, particularly if there is some rain about. So that's our Group 1 feature on Boxing Day, the Cambridge Stud Zabil Classic at 5 28. Looking forward to it. There's winners uh, everywhere, and if you need a winner, the last at Pukekohe, I don't think you could go much further than number four, Uderzo. at no luck resuming. This is the race I'd say they've set him for, and he'll be awfully hard to beat. So, the last at Pukekohe, number four, Uderzo. Excellent stuff. Happy holidays.